0: Hey friends, how are you? Good afternoon. I am so excited to have this conversation uh, today with Steve Bang Lee. So thank you for joining. We're going to talk about the Image of God class that we taught, uh, we are teaching at Mariner's Church and some things that we thought you might want to know. So thank you for joining. I'm going to um, invite Steve to join me here uh, real quick. Let's see if he can do that. Let's see. Um, Yeah. It'll take us a minute to figure this out because, frankly, we've not done this before. Here we go. There we go. Hey! Well done. <clears throat> okay. Hopefully, Steve will come here in a second. Thank you for joining, Steve. Bang! <laughs>
1: Dennis.
0: Thanks for jo- for joining for a quick minute. Be together on this conversation. Of course,
1: of course. Awesome. No, so honored, so honored to be here on your platform. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Awesome. Okay, I'm going to move my phone down around here. So there we go. Perfect. So, uh, hey, I was super excited that you said yes to having just a few minutes to talk about this class we taught on the image of God. I think there's some things that um, uh, both our followers and friends can learn from as we share the things we've learned and some of it the hard way. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and, and encourage people to consider studying this. I had never studied this before. And so yeah. I think we need to get the word out that this is a good thing to study, right?
1: Totally agree. Yeah, so I want to
0: say hi to a few people who have joined us. I see uh, George and Sarah, my friends, thanks for joining. And Jay Drake, hi, thanks guys for joining. Julian. So good. Uh, Okay, so we're going to do this really quickly because I know everyone's busy on their day. And we came up with some very simple things to talk about. The first thing is we were asked to write this material on the image of God. And when I think about it, and we, uh, you put a class out that says, we're going to study the image of God. Uh, I wonder, I know, I know I didn't know how profound the subject would be, you know, how important it is to study and how hard it is to find books about it, right? To talk about it. Tell me about your journey of kind of getting ready for this class. When we, when we got asked, yeah. we were told, yeah. go create something. We had nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it. moment we um stepped out of the room we were like oh my gosh what are we what are we we doing i think the challenge for me and well the process is really on the one hand you know we're this is a discipleship course right it's not we're not just church um demographic um and as am i I coming through okay
0: you're cutting in and out but you look Uh, great
1: thank you (laughs) Um, so, so the challenge is that um, we're not speaking into a vacuum digital audience, but we're really ministering to a specific local church um, demographic. And so there's that tension. And then the other end is, so we got to go and research because as you were saying, like, we were like, what works? What is there one book out there? We're not sure. And so, you know, we're buying like 8,000 books. But often what happens is that the first book that you buy, the first book that you read, it already kind of frames the conversation, right? It it already constrains our mind. And so on the one hand, we're trying to, uh, we need to create this really simple, but helpful deep material. But then the first thing that we read, it already constrains our mind to be really, really focused. And so now to come out of that with the synthesis of ideas to go back to the audience, that was a really mentally straining process for me. I I don't know if I answered your question.
0: No, that's good. You know, for me, when I go about studying something, I try to read lots of stuff. So I like you, I went and looked at a lot of books and articles. So my bigger problem is not so much getting kind of boxed in by the first thing that I read, but it's more that there are so many ideas and so many things to think about. And I didn't even know that. I had no clue that there was this much to learn when we think about the image of God, which is only mentioned in scripture a couple of times you know and so and how right. it has a profound difference in the way you look at scripture how you read it and then um how how everything else kind of falls in place in a way uh in a, in a very unique way once we study the subject so my problem yeah. was getting not getting overwhelmed by the amount of information i was reading and and really landing somewhere to teach a class for 6 weeks right we weren't going to teach it forever so right yeah yeah, yeah. well said So, hey, for those of you who are joining us, thanks for joining. We're talking about this class that Bang and I are teaching on the image of God. So, pretty cool. The second thing I want to talk about is that we covered some challenging topics. Now, when people look at the title, Deep Dive Image of God, I don't think they were prepared for the subjects we were going to talk about.
1: (laughs) It looks like this boring theological esoteric thing, but it's so intense and so relevant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's surprising, right, that it has such relevance to events of today. So in this class, at least for this first one that we just did, we talked about the image of God in the unborn, the image of God in the topic of race, the image of God in caring for the vulnerable, um, caring for the enemy. I mean, every class was a challenge for us as teaching it, but for the people taking it, they felt like so stretched every single class. And to, I'm teaching the last one tomorrow. And I think it'll also, I mean, it's already stretching me. So I'm guessing it'll stretch people in a very practical way. And that was a surprise to me as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, totally. And for me, I think the, the surprise really was, uh, you know, I, I enjoy wordsmithing. I enjoy, um, um, you know, coming up with, you know, phrases that are really, I think are really clear and helpful. But one of the challenges is that, these topics are so you know on the one hand politically charged they're so personal they're so uh, one topic could be seen through so many different filters and lenses and heard in so many different ways that was one of the big challenges and as it's just how do you um this is so good it's so rich it's so biblical it's so true and it's it's so transformative but how can i communicate this in a way where what's said is actually what's heard you know and not um, something else is heard because of a different filter. And so, um, yeah, 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 that that was a great learning curve for me.
0: But I do think, Bang, looking at the ones that you taught for sure, I can say that you did such a good job at helping us at least acknowledge that we're coming at these subjects with already some sort of lens. Yeah. And I think when we come to this topic of the image of God, we it's impossible to think theologically without understanding that we all come to that any kind of subject like that with our own lens 100%. And, our and our background and all of that comes yeah. into play how we interpret it right
1: yeah and as if i can actually ask you a question which topic
0: ah you caught <laughs> which topic frozen
1: <laughs> which topic which was the topic? hardest was the hardest for you and why
0: well the image of god in the unborn which I, I, I taught that class. And the reason it was hard for me, even even as I was teaching it, was because um, it's, I feel it's hard to, to do justice to that topic in one, you know, it was one hour teaching. And it isn't just about the unborn, but the born, the, the community yeah. that, that receives the unborn, but the parents, the community, the, the life that's lived. So in that class, we talked about life from beginning to end first you know from conception to the last breath and to be able to think of life in that comprehensive manner well certainly i think we're we're often <clears throat> forced to think of one part of life but not think of the holistic nature of life and in all the complexity that that calls for That was hard for me. It was hard because it was personal. Uh, It had personal components to it for me. Uh, I shared my own journey and testimony with that, but also it was hard because it brings up so many tough questions. It touches upon issues that people have every single day, decisions they have to make that are truly life and death decisions. And um, those are not easy to make and it's really hard for us to come up with an answer to them that doesn't feel like we're putting some sort of a blanket answer over real experiences that people have that are far more complex than they may appear when we look at the subject. Um, yeah. You really have to think these Good. are people's lives that are being, sold. that was hardest for me, how about you?
1: Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. And by the way, you did a masterful job on that topic. It was so personal and profound and you, you guided us, you pastored, you shepherded us, so thank you. I think for me, and it, it, it was, it was the, the one on race only because it's so it's so charged and that topic is already it's already boxed in right that there's so many boxes there's the political box there's the the personal story box and even for me um just to share really honestly like as an Asian American I felt like uh uh-oh am I am I in the uh, model minority box you know and so how do I how do I speak from that box in a way where I can try to break the box at the same time but just knowing that there might be someone who is viewing me that way so it it was just just personally the way that it would be received it it was I mean it was life-changing for me just in terms of the process of studying but it it was oh man it was tough
0: tough. (laughs) and I tell you if I had to teach that one I would be sweating bullets too So, and that's
1: exactly what I did last Thursday. <laughs>
0: right? What to say, how to talk about it. And you know how interesting, Bang, that both of us being minorities, right, teaching this class, uh, uh-huh. that in itself was kind of a beautiful statement that Mar- Mariner's Church made, the leadership in trusting us to teach this class um, from a perspective and a voice, perhaps, that's not typically heard. So, so well said. Uh, I thought that was very cool. And of course I felt the responsibility of that. Like how does yeah. what does that mean um when we're given that voice? Um and how do we do that faithfully? So that yeah. was cool. Um okay, so what was the thing you learned um through this class that you want to share with people who are watching with us?
1: Do you, uh, do you mean i am I'm I'm gonna answer this not from the vantage point of a creator, but just, just as a Christian. Yeah. Um that's right. Yeah, I think one of the biggest takeaways was When I was doing the um, uh, image of God in the vulnerable, and we talked about uh, the four Old Testament laws, right, like the the laws of gleaning, the laws of um, jubilee, and and these different laws that really um, God embedded these laws into their theocratic society to almost demonstrate, for example, poverty, yes, There are individualistic components of how someone could become, you know, experience poverty, but there it's more complex than that. There are societal issues. There are it's a myriad of reasons why someone could become, you know, poor. And therefore, the solution, according to the Old Testament people was it wasn't just an individual, hey, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstrap. But there was also this communal uh, invitation. And that was really mind bending for me. And And the kind of implications that has for us, for me as a New Testament Christian, what does it mean for me to to be an American? It it just it there were many, many nuances that I had to think through. And to be honest, I'm still thinking through. But Mm -hmm. failure, there is a matrix of failure uh, and success. There is a uh, it's a matrix of success. Uh, We are not just individuals, but it's more than that. And so that was transformative for me. And you can tell I'm still kind of kind of thinking through that. You know, how about yourself, Ines?
0: Well, before I go to my mind, I want to share with you, Jim and I are leading a group right after the class. And that 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 conversation was so much part of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we all talked about the person that's sitting on the side of the freeway, you know, you know, begging for food, for work, and right. the kinds of thoughts that we have right off the bat about that person, how we filter and make our decision about whether or not to give or to engage in any kind of conversation or whatever with that person. So your teaching there really causes to have a deep conversation about that. And it it's not cut and dry. <laughs> it's not, you know, we realize, yeah. we all talked about how we come at it with all kinds of judgments and, and mm. experiences. And, you know, and again, we don't know the story of that person. And so all of a sudden having to think about all that before the light turns red, green <laughs> and you gotta move your car. Yeah. You uh, definitely yes. got us thinking, and so that challenged me very, very much, uh, Bang, as well. On my own spiritual journey um, for all of this was, I think the thing I learned uh, the most in taking this class was the role of every single person in God's master plan. And I know we talk about that. You you know, that's almost cliche, mm-hmm. But to, but to really like study these subjects and realize how precious, how precious every single life is and what an incredible act of ex- extraordinary generosity that God does when he gives us the invitation to join him in creating and multiplying and cultivating and, and bringing hope and bringing, bringing peace into the world in um, restoring and redeeming, I mean, the fact that God entrusts us, us, rebellious, broken mm-hmm. people to participate, became even far more meaningful to me through this process. Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems so good. It seemed, uh, um, the Bible Project has this really cool video that talks about, which by the way, I love the Bible Project. Um, they have this cool video that kind of describes um, the evil in the world versus the, the good in the world, or God's good creation and they they make this point in their video that we every day we have a choice what team we're going to join that that we we are constantly faced with a choice are we going to are we going to join God in his work of creation or are we going to walk away from are we going to turn from and you know as i thought as i was studying this class i realized why would we ever why would we ever how dumb is it that we would ever Turn away from joining God to do something good, which by the way, I do all the time. So I, it's a, I, I feel more frustrated with that nature of mine and nat- our nature to not have the visual. Like I remember thinking, man, if I could just get a better understanding of the image of God in me, it first should blow my mind, right? Then right. it should cause me to repent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it should bring me to this great hope because we don't lose it even despite our sin and god pursues us and restores us through jesus so that we can live out that purpose so
1: yeah and and if i could just add to that and as you said that so beautifully and and that i experienced that even in my own preparation you know like uh studying for this having taught when i was a high school pastor and you know in different contexts you're made in the image of god you're there's value in in you know in god's eyes the way that he sees you but not really believing that truly for myself and understanding the implications of that for myself and seeing what it means then that when Jesus comes to the earth and dies for our sins and now we are recreated into the image of his son just just the the incredible gospel implications of that and then um yeah the repentance that I, I even experienced right like remember uh when I was doing the vulnerable one and I read that that quote by McShane that the sermon quote oh my gosh I, I was literally weeping. Uh, preparing for that, and, and as you talked about the stopping at the ga- at the stoplight, um, I, I had been taught for years, and I taught for years, like, oh, don't, don't ever give money to uh, someone who's experiencing homelessness, because they're, they're automatically going to use it for, for drugs and alcohol, and so for some time, I got so, um, like, inoculated with that, that I almost stopped, stopped seeing the person on the street as made in the image of God. I started seeing them as, don't give them money, because they're going to use it, they're, they're an alcoholic you know and so just the repentance that i had to go through myself and then coming out of that being filled with excitement and hope and saying god is not done with the world like god is not done with his people and he's going to use his people to shine a beautiful light to the surrounding community who are also image bearers so i totally agree and concur with you on that
0: and all those hard things have so much beauty that comes you know when we join god in these things the beauty that comes out of it. so in our group we talked a little bit about the, that point that sometimes we we look at someone and go oh, they're just going to use it to drink more alcohol and go get drugs yeah. and i told the story to our group about my son who for a season in his teenage years he was deep in drug abuse and he actually became homeless in costa mesa for a season mm-hmm. By the way, he gives me permission to share his testimony because God saved him and he's, I mean, it's an amazing testimony. But um, anyway, he was on the streets for a month. We could not find him, but he survived. Yes, using the money he got from people to buy drugs, but also he still had to eat and he survived on that. And I look at now when I drive by someone, I think, okay, that's someone's son. That's someone's daughter. There's a parent out there somewhere possibly hurting the way I was hurting. And it just changes. And, and,
1: and that's someone that God wants to save, which is just another layer, right?
0: Yes, yes. So it, it changes. Sarah, uh, just at, thank you, Sarah, for joining us and for asking a question. She said, How has teaching this class impacted you to see yourself as his image? It's hard to read on top of your face, bang. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Which ultimately impacts how you love others and see them as image bearers. Oh gosh, I guess we were just answering your question without knowing. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I hope that answered it a little bit of the way we talked about it. Do you want to add anything to that? To yeah, um,
1: yeah, I, I would love to. I think one thing that I really struggle with is I can have a very um, utilitarian view of myself. Meaning, uh, am I being productive? Am I being functional? Am I being efficient? And what I can actually do is almost take the image of God outside of myself, and I I, be, I treat myself as one of the machines that I use, whether it's my cell phone or my laptop, right? Wow. I, I I'm a means to uh, the end of being a, a father or a, a, a husband or, or or a pastor, and so I can I've realized how poorly I can treat myself that I don't actually treat myself as an image bearer, and that's going to have some consequences then in the way that I treat other people, and so. I think that was one way that it impacted me. I, I kind of showed that earlier, but I just want to repackage that in a different way is, oh, not I am more than just my function. I am more than what I accomplish. I am more than my productivity.
0: Yeah, yeah so y- you're, you're an achiever. I can tell by just how hard you work and you make things happen. So I totally can see that. I'm a perfectionist. So my problem is I tend to be, I'm very hypercritical. So Sarah, that's a great question because I tend to, I mean, I call myself stupid at times, you know, I, I tell myself, you you can't do anything right. I mean, I say things to myself that are actually embarrassing to even say out loud, because they're just so ugly how I speak of myself. And, but when I think of it in this context, when I go through this class and I realize the intentionality behind the way in which God not only created me, but then pursued me, but then saved me and is transforming me because I am that valuable to him and that useful i mean it's not a bad word to say even useful to god in his plan in a way that maybe i don't even understand how you know i need to stop saying those negative words to myself and now that i just said that out loud i have to tell you that i have not been saying these words to myself for some time and and I, I wonder without even realizing it i i wonder if i, if I sit down and try to think about when was the last time i said something nasty about myself it was before I taught this class and that, that it in, internally has made a difference in the way I view myself. That's profound. And I just figured that out just now. That's just That's really awesome.
1: Profound. It is. That's so beautiful.
0: That's amazing. Okay. Now, let's see. I have one more question for us and I turn on my computer. Okay. Uh, last one. The implications. And I, can't, I think we just covered it, right? The implications of the image of God. Uh, I'm teaching the last class tomorrow and I'm talking about the image of God in action, and the 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 part in Genesis one, which oh, I've been so blown away of studying this. Genesis one is so highly complex, and I did not realize that it seems so simple. Seven days. It, it is not. It's highly complex. There's a lot of symmetry, a lot of a lot of math behind the way Genesis one is created, and um, and one of the things that I've realized as I've been studying it today and preparing for tomorrow is God's generosity. I think the most beautiful thing as we've been studying all of this is the beautiful, beautiful nature of God's generosity. That he willingly takes a risk, takes a risk to give us free will and to give us a part to play in his creation. I mean, just think of the, the smartest person in the world. I don't know, Einstein, you know, you're happy. And he goes, help me come up with this math equation, you know, and you're like, I can't do it. Or, or um, an incredible artist painting this incredible art and says, okay, you can paint this little part over here. Or, or a musician saying, okay, I'm going to give you the drums. You go play the drums in my masterpiece. How generous that is. And and that is just a small picture of how generous God is in including us in this plan. And so, um, one of the books that I read by this book by The Liberating Image. This book it's an is an incredible by, uh, book.
1: Incredible Richard book.
0: Mildred. You guys, if you wanna read it, it's gonna burn your brain. But it's really good. But it ends with this line, which is a great place for us to close our time together. He says this. I'll share with this. I'm going to share it t- tomorrow night, but you get to hear it here first. It says, a careful reading of Genesis 1, 1 through 2, 3 converges with John three sixteen. In both creation and redemption, God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. From the beginning.
1: Awesome. Amen. That is beautiful.
0: He gives, he gives, he gives, he gives. And it's unbelievable. I am just so refreshed by this class and to get to do it with you, Bang. And I know we're gonna get to do it again. We're gonna learn from this and make adjustments and make changes and hopefully um, make it even better. I think it's gonna have to be longer because there's more to talk about than we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was been an honor. I'm looking at all these awesome peeps that joined us. Hey guys, if you have before we hang up on here, if you have any questions, I'm looking through the feed real quick. Um, hey, Alex and Ryan, uh, KT, thanks for joining, and Sam and Jess. Uh, again, Sarah, thanks for joining. Uh, Mike and Chrissy, Josh, look at all these peeps. Tina, so um, many people here. It's so So many. Abe, Sarah. Hey, if there's any questions and uh, that you want to uh, ask, let's see if I see one more here. Yeah, I they don't have any others, but. Um, Send me a direct message. Uh, I'll share it with Bang. If there's something we can answer, or post. Um, but thanks again for joining. Thanks, Bang, for this time together.
1: I'm and really so much for having me on. This class <laughs> is going to be amazing tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. Yes,
0: yes. Hey guys, go back and read Genesis one one slowly, and and really take it in. Uh, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. All right. <laughs> I go, where are you going next, Bang?
1: I got to go back to a meeting that I was in.
0: You do? Okay. I am working on my slides for tomorrow.
1: Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Bye.